Hi, everyone. Welcome to Nomwatch Review, where we discuss the latest movie or milestone of said movie or film. Or I did say that twice. I'm Let me uh, backpedal on this, guys. <laughs> Restart. So welcome, everybody. Thank you for watching Nom Watch Review, where we discuss the latest movie or milestone in movie or said film or show. Uh, today, we are discussing The Avengers. And we are also going to have and our guest today. It just looked like Miles. Sorry, I am. Got to go back a little bit more backpedaling here. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are discussing the Avengers. I have my guest today, Jordan and Kenji. Um, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, today, I'm just going to, before I skip into seeing what you guys are nomming, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and slide in a dish here, getting some shawarma, french fries, pita bread, and some oh. rice. Oh, so good. I got a little uh, mini feast and a little Coca-Cola here. So I'm going to go over to you, Jordan, before I butcher any more words in my sayings here. How are you, my friend, and what are you eating with us today? I'm doing so well. Looks like you were affected by the Tesseract, just like me. Um, I've already eaten some sushi, um, and I'm stuffed up from that, and I'm having a little Avengers, little old-fashioned. I feel like I have old fashions on everything that I do on Not Much Review, <laughs> but you know what? That's what it's, you know, it's an old-fashioned, right? So I'm um, okay. having one of these and just having a, good, having a good night. So it's good to be here as a guest. Excellent. Fantastic. Hey, Kenji, my friend, how about yourself? Well, earlier I ended up having a big bowl of ramen. So like I'm already done on the meal wise, but now I've got myself a big glass of milk and some birthday Oreo cookies. Like Ooh. I'm just so excited for these. Basically, Dude, Oreo are with the confetti inside? Yes, they are. <laughs> Seems like it's fitting, you know, it's a 110th anniversary Oreo, 10th anniversary of the Avengers. I'm kidding. I'm totally stretching that. That's totally by luck. But <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, guys, um, along with this here, I just want to start off with uh, possibly when you guys have seen this film originally. It came out. If you guys remember when it came out, uh, any connections with it? Uh, were you a huge fan when it came out itself? Um, Kenji, I want to go back with you, my friend, because I know that you have a love for Spider-Man. I know this is before pre-Spider-Man as well, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, can you explain uh, what connection you have with the film so far? I'm so, sorry, I look at you. I got you right when you started eating. I apologize. Right. I know this, this is so not much stuff like, oh, in your mouth and ask a question. <laughs> I'm so sorry, my friend. Is that going to happen? Oh, good thing I got milk. I mean, yeah. so uh, I'm like I'm an ad you. right now. I feel like an ad right now. Seriously, where's my, where's my uh, spokesperson money? But, um, <laughs> but no, like honestly, like I remember when this movie came out, it was like 10 years ago. I saw it in college with my buddies. And of course, at this point, we kind of were like assuming that Spider-Man was never going to show up in the, in the MCU because, you know, the rights being held up by Sony and stuff. So I was enjoying it for what it was. And, you know, it was our first introduction to Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. And, you know, it was just, it was, I just remember that night just being so much fun. I think I ended up seeing it like two more times in the theater. So like, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it at the time. I really, really thought it was like one of the greatest things ever yeah right on right on jordan how about yourself my friend so you're you might take away my nerd card here but <laughs> orig, uh, no literally originally when all of the original marvel superhero like movies came out with like captain america like iron man all that stuff even the avengers i didn't go to theaters to see it because this is around the time that like Game of Thrones was out, like all this stuff was mm. out. So I was like nerding out over like all this other stuff, right? And right. I was like, oh, Avengers is out, oh, it's fine. 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, maybe Harry Potter, maybe Fantastic Beasts was also around this time. So Harry I Potter was for like, sure. Yeah, I was in like another nerd, like nerddom. Like I was over there, I was doing all this stuff and I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to see that. So my first time seeing Avengers, I think it, like I bought it on DVD like one time and I was just like, oh, you know, like I love like superheroes, like blah, blah, blah. Like I know I love it. And I watched it and I was like, this is great. I've never seen Captain America. I've never seen Iron Man. I've never seen Thor. And so once I saw the Avengers, I went back and I started watching all of this stuff. So when I watched this, I was like, this is the thing that sort of empowered me to watch all of the other things that were going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So so is it safe to say, Jordan, that you DC'd it? You saw the big group movie first and then you saw the individual character movie? Wait, no, it? it's not safe to say that. <laughs> I saw, okay, which is weird because I'm not a DC fan. But I saw all of the DC ones before I saw freaking Justice. Anyway, so I was like, I didn't DC it. I just like, I like marveled it. I don't know. It was weird. Like marveling. <laughs> marveling at Marvel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did, that. I did that. Oh, man. Right on. Right on. Well, before I go into, um, I'm going to hop in the chat real quick here. Uh, Boba Fett has uh let's see here she says kenji what's your address i'm coming for those oreos <laughs> she says she's a little jealous of the food of i'm having as well too so we got some fans of our noms fantastic um so i my i, I mentioned this before when we discussed uh, uh the spider uh, spider-man verse in a sense uh in the past and I got my first comics per se when it was Spider-Man versus Wolverine and also Sergeant Rock. And I got them not like I would consider the normal way of getting comics. My mom took me to, let's see, like plant nurseries and antique shops all day long. And at the time being, I couldn't stand it. It was driving me nuts. I had no idea what to do. Like I had to figure out how to keep myself occupied. So I like, all right, let me go find the cool looking plants. And or when I was in an antique shop, I was like, what can I get? And people were like, all the guys were like, comics these were comics and i knew what disney was and i knew what nickelodeon was but i wasn't very had i didn't have the concept of that at one time that's where superheroes came from were these comic books and so i've always had them and but they were always like in the, you know inside the plastic coverings i never took them out and right. for the longest time so these coming on screen was almost my first introduction to i would say the OG comics were the starters of a lot of the comic universe that we're seeing on screen. So coming into the Avengers, I actually went on there. I think I was on a date at the time being with uh, with with a couple of friends. And I wasn't really you know there because I wanted to see the movie. It was there because like, all right, might be interesting. And I'll just, you know, kind of join the whole group per se. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same at the same time, <laughs> being sorry, producer Steph is like, poking me over here uh, at the same time being um, when it came on screen, I was like, oh my God, uh, okay, all these characters are coming to life at this moment. So I would say immediately my first interaction, my first you know, connection to this was more of just a, a social, you know, a, a social norm or a social exception. It was a big group thing. But in reality, I was a low-key nerd kind of getting an introduction and actually seeing them on the screen for the first time. So I was very pretty, uh, not necessarily emotional connected, just, oh, I stumbled into something that may be awesome. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about the storyline itself. Um, I want to go ahead and, Kenji, in your opinion, in regards to the storyline and pacing, being a fan of a huge comic fan in a sense, how did you compare the pacing to your knowledge of comics at the time being? 
So the weird thing is, is that when I was first introduced to comic books, I was really young. I mean, I had been watching like the, the, the Invincible Iron Man and the Amazing Spider-Man, like 90s cartoon series that were on like Fox Kids and stuff. But my yeah. first introduction to comic books was with the Onslaught wave, which is like, I don't know if you're familiar with Onslaught, but basically that was how I first got introduced to not just the X-Men, but to the, uh, that's how I found out who the Avengers were. Like, I didn't know what the Avengers were until the Onslaught wave, because that's when, like, everyone kind of teamed up. But because of that, like, I, I kind of got introduced to them with kind of, like, a, a really dark storyline where, like, the world is, like, straight up being destroyed in a way. So, like, it was much I, – I found it really interesting that, like, that it was a little bit more, like, like happy-go-lucky in some sense. In some cases, it was, it was a little bit more humorous. Yeah. Which, of course, for the movie, it worked. But for me, like, seeing it, like, a lot of these movies were kind of, it was really interesting because I was seeing, like, a different take on it, which, you know, of course, I respected and understood because I realized it's just one storyline that, yeah, yeah. that was introduced to. But still, it was relatively different. And I actually really thought that the pacing and the story was actually really good, especially when you have so many main characters, as you would call it. So, like, yeah. I thought that it actually balanced everybody no joke. pretty good, yeah. Gordon, on yourself, buddy, um, coming into the storyline here, you know, speaking of the characters and uh, knowing that you're saying that you were just introduced it, introduced to it on DVD or uh, Blu-ray or whatever time being, how did you feel as a story pace to somebody that was newer coming into this? So it was interesting because I knew, so I, I like, I'm a, like, I am a comic fan. Like I read a lot of the comics when I was in like high school, like, the library was like right up the street from my house. And so I'd like go there and like, I, you know, did all that. And I, yeah, like I, I read the comic where like, you know, like just moving forward, like X-Men, all that stuff where Scarlet Witch was like, no more mutants. And then like 90% of the mutants were like wiped it. Right. Like (laughs) I I was there, I was doing that. I was like reading all that. And X-Men was my introduction into sort of like the Marvel sort of like comic. Right. And I think there's a lot, a lot to say with that with like the LGBTQ community and like all that stuff, like with X-Men. But I think for me watching this, it was, it it like, and and so I knew about the Infinity Stones. I knew about the Infinity War, right? Like from a comic standpoint. So when I watched this, I was like, this is interesting. Why is this person helping Loki? Oh, he is, oh, this guy was in four. Okay, I got to go back and watch that, right? And then it was like, oh, Loki's in it. Got it. And then like, so then I had to like, I had to rewind and really look at how this all sort of came to be, right? When and how, but I do agree with Kenji where it was like the story was palatable to a point where like I didn't need to watch like all of the like the 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 prior Marvel movies to watch this to understand it because I was already a fan. But even if I wasn't a fan, I'd be like, oh, this was like a pretty decent movie to like to, to to reflect like these characters and what they're going through right except for the yep. fact that yeah except for the fact that um scarlett johansson can't do a russian accent um and so <laughs> i um so but but it really made me go back and watch all of the other ones which then i fell in love with the entire entire marvel cinematic universe so i think for me the story made sense in a way where it was like cool i love this movie in itself but let me go back and like watch everything, the precursors that came up to this. 100%, 100%. And sorry I, that I <laughs> misworded. I said 
being new, being introduced to that, totally said that. I'm like, oh, here you are with all this experience of seeing these things. I totally missed where that my bad. Um, I, I should step back saying I'm the new one coming into the looking into this here. Um, but um, on okay. that, <laughs> I was me all along. I was, was the Austin. one. <laughs> it, it was Alejandro um, all along. Um, on that note, like I said, only seeing the stuff from outside looking in on a comic book uh, sense the storyline to me was actually pretty decent in regards to as well, which we're going to, uh, you know, go into this next topic as well, talking about uh, the actors in a sense, but the fact that they were able to go ahead and take black widow, captain America, iron man, Thor, the Hulk and Hawkeye, and even taking, you know, additional, which we would consider, I hate saying B class characters, but in a sense, or, uh, but, you know, you would say the, the the sidekicks and you still have about 15 plus people and they are yet able to go ahead and tell a bit of story of each person within this two and a half to three hours that they had there. So the pacing to me was actually pretty decent. Now, I will say there are some complaints I had in which the interactions between, I would say, Black Widow and the Hulk, uh, which, in my opinion, were. Uh, pretty good, pretty great in character development, but I also felt like they were prepping things to happen that never happened per se. Um, so it was, it was like, okay, cool relationship. Awesome. Why, why did you, you like, I, I get that, you know, this person is great for extracting information, but it, in the sense, it seemed to, it seemed like they were leaning towards a different direction in my opinion, but well, I'll let you guys go into go a little bit more into that too as well when we talk about you know the actors, of course. But um, along with that too, uh, like I said it was I, I said it was decent because I, I have an issue here. Uh, like both of you, we see the film and we're caught in awe. The CGI is like top notch, and things are happening. You're like, this is fantastic, and it's like I feel like I had a Michael Bay moment slapping my eyes. I know it's not Michael Bay, but it's just like boom, lights, sound, camera action. I was just enamored, and you know, coming into this now. And thinking into what we have in regards to, let's say, cinema of the Marvel Universe, I, I feel myself or I feel like the film a little bit lacking. And it, 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 uh, it, it and the thing is, is that I'm sure that in 2012, am I correct? Is this 2012 when this came yeah. out? We, I, I would have slapped the sucker with a five star being a new guy. This was great, you know, being introduced now. And, but in my opinion, this is in a small example because I still would give, I'll discuss later, I still give Iron Man five out of five when, I, when, we, when we touched base with in the past. And it was really great in a sense. But at the same time, there was something about this film that it was like, okay, we're testing the waters. Let's see if, if, if the nerd culture is really going to embrace this. And I do think that we did really reach out. So I, I'm, a little, I'm a little torn right now because I will be asking you guys about the popcorn bucket question a little later. And I understand they were all, you know, in similar agreement. So we'll probably get into that discussion furthermore. But I'm digressing. I'm going and rambling. That being said, uh, I want to go into the acting cast. Uh, I will go ahead and go to you, Kenji, first, my friend. Uh, what do you think about the acting, how the casting, um, your opinion? Any, it was anybody that stu stood out the most. If not, don't worry about it. I mean, honestly, your opinion. Shoot. Well, here's, I mean, well, obviously, you know, Tom Hiddleston as Loki is stand. I mean, the man ended up getting a, a, his own spinoff series ultimately because of it, you know, and of course, I don't think I've ever seen him do give a bad performance really per se. Um, uh, of course, Robert Down, of course, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, he's always kills it no matter what, especially with this right. franchise. Um, 
you know, and of course seeing Mark Ruffalo kind of bring in like a new Hulk, which to be perfectly honest, I think he's the, he's the best one that we've had so far. I, I hated Eric Bana's Hulk. I hated, I wasn't a big fan of the, the Edward Norton Hulk, but I was a huge fan of the, uh, of, of Mark. And I think he's fantastic. And honestly, a part of me is like, I kind of want to see more of him being the Hulk. And like, Mark, yeah. so, and, yeah. uh, but, uh, but yeah, but as far as like Thor is concerned, like I felt like, I mean, he's always getting the, he's always getting the short end of the stick. I feel like he, they never really did really anything really cool and really meaningful with his character until recently. Uh, but, uh, but with that being said though, I mean, like, I feel like everyone kind of still had, each character had their own strengths. Every actor brought their own strengths to their roles. You know, like technically speaking, there is no bad performance in that movie really. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, Jordan, what do you think my friend for casting? Well, it's all hot men, all <laughs> muscle, all of that, you know, I have no problem with it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so Chris Evans, baby daddy, period. <laughs> Bottom line, cut and dry. I, I will say, I will say the best performance of Captain America that I've seen is in the Avengers video game, which sucked, but the Avengers video game, that Captain America was the best performance and that VO was the best like perfect steve rogers to a t period but i will say chris evans they they did a good pick um i really liked him um chris hemsworth mm, no complaints um uh you're and, and i do feel like you're right mark ruffalo absolutely did the hulk justice period i feel like you're right while i do like eric Bana, and while he is a little cute I, he no and then Edward Norton, I was like, mm, can't do it, can't support you. But uh, I do feel like, you know, uh, Mark Ruffalo, the way that he took the Hulk, I feel like it was just on a whole nother level. And then he carried it all the way to Endgame. And I, I feel like it was just, it was there, it was it was that. I do have issues with Scarlett. Joanne yeah. Finch. What's wrong with the world's greatest Asian actor? <laughs> <laughs> Not get started on that. You got um, so much cackling going for producer Seth right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my thing is this. My thing is this. Every iteration and every actress or character that I've ever thought could play Scarlet Joe or uh, uh, Black Widow, and every every video game that I played before all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe came out was Russian and like Russian accent. Think I can do a Russian accent, right? Like I'll play Scarlet. I, I, I will play Black Widow. You didn't have, like. That's the singular thing that pissed me off when Avengers came out. Was like you don't have a Russian accent. Why are you playing that? And so that's the only issue that I have with her. Other than that, I feel like she did do the character justice without the accent. But th there needs to be some authenticity there. Um, and then finally, Robert Downey Jr. He did amazing, amazing as Tony Stark. I feel like he embodied the character. He did it even in the Iron Man, even in everything, but in Avengers, it, it was him. Like he cared, like, I don't want to say he carried the movie, but he carried the movie, right? Tom yeah, Hiddleston. He, was, he started it, yeah. Yeah, and, and so, and then, and then Tom Hiddleston, awesome, fine. You can do Loki all day. He'll do Loki all day. He said he'll do it till he, till he dies. He's great. I, I feel like it was just, it was, 
amazing. Oh, and then um, uh, Samuel Jackson, Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury, perfect. He set the tone pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. So Heck what yeah. about, what, about uh, what about Aunt Robin joining the Avengers for that summer? Uh, <laughs> Kobe Smulders was also great as Maria Hill. Oh my God! I'm gonna hop into the question or hop in the comment section real quick here because I know I skipped a little bit here. Q said he hopped in a little late, but he's sending her love. So hey, what's up, Q? Um, coming in here as well. Q says I will rate the movie five out of five. It was so freaking good. The cast was so perfect. Uh, Boba Fett said, "Hey, burn to Scarlet." They agree. Scarlet is a frustration. Uh, Q was like the action at the end was the bomb. My favorite part was Hulk whooping Loki's ass, and then he says. Puny, uh, puny god. Puny god. <laughs> uh, producer steps like yes, and producers have such a funny scene. Puny god. Uh, Q goes into I'm uh, I'm in love with Downey Jr. for being um, a clean and sober from uh, alcohol for years. But with that being said, he plays a great sober guy playing an alcoholic. Uh, Boba Fett says I'll be right back. Dinner time, but I miss you guys. Um, uh, but basically a lot of love for a lot of the cast that we've been stating here as well. I mean, guys, you're spot on. I mean, to me, I guess the big thing with me in what put me on a thin line of putting it between a three out of five, or four out of five. And like I said, this is like the whole classic hindsight's 2020, what we're seeing in the nerd culture now. So we're a little, we're a little spoiled in a sense, you know? So I would say that I might have to be raising up a little bit, but to talk about the cast, you guys are like a hundred percent spot on. So I won't necessarily go into how amazing thought the actors were, but for example, Robert Downey Jr. coming into Iron Man, the brief moments that he's in it, he still plays that philanthropist, the philanthropist, the playboy, the millionaire concept pretty well. Um, and in that short time, he does actually show that, uh, I would say that little brosive community, uh, the uh, relationship he has with the Hulk, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, I will say Mark Ruffalo does a fantastic job in explaining the fact that he was suicidal at one time being, and the fact that he is vulnerable and he's tried and he's at his, you know, turning point. So it's a point now in the film that he does really well of like, yeah, I am a badass, but I got like feelings and yo, let's, let's figure this out. You know, I understand that stress and stuff is there. Given that Scarlett Johansson is frustrating in, which, in regards to casting, I, I, I agree with you, it, it's difficult. Um, I will say they got away with this one because of the organization she's from. So she's supposed to lose the accent. So she only gets the accent like every once or twice. But honestly, I'm with you. Um, there is some uh, hopes and dreams for uh, some better usage <laughs> over time with it, um, honestly. But you're going to the Ghost of the Shell concept. That's a very frustrating fact. Um, However, I will say that her explaining her uh, her uh, her relationship with um, who plays uh, Jeremy Renner, the Hawk, um, and the fact that you discover from that brief, I think there might be a total of maybe a dialogue of eight minutes in the whole film, but they do an excellent job of discussing that they have a relationship that is not beyond the creepy one, but in a sense, understanding of, let's say, officer to officer or soldier to soldier, so to speak. So it does set up that tone for the additional films coming in. Um, going into Tom Hiddleston's Loki, I freaking hated him in this film on a level of, of resentment because he's so good at being an evil guy. I, I forgot of how much of an asshole he is in this film. I mean, he, kill, I mean, he kills off like, uh, you know, the, the man, the myth, the legend and agents of steel. I can't even think of his name. It makes me get to oh, Nick Coulson. Yes, Nicholson. his name exactly. is Phil. Dude, exactly. It's like, I I'm looking into this because I'm looking at this ridiculously long list of here. I, I'm just looking into his name. I mean, you have the godfather of all scars guards, Stalin Payne professor himself. I mean, considering the fact that he has an amazing family that's, you know, 
in the casting itself. So there's so many good people that play so many great roles that you briefly see them for what, maybe sometimes five or seven minutes, but they do excellent. And I mean, here I am not even mentioning Thor, Chris Hemsworth doing a great job of just being that, you know, hot headed God duking it out with, with uh, the Hulk in general. So, I mean, honestly, uh, you guys have hit it spot on. These guys are of amazing cast. And I guess given that, you know, um, they had, I would say, so little to work with, I guess, in the regards to the history of comics or what we were allowed or what you trademarked or what, you know, co- what was copyrighted. So what we could put on screen, what the actors did in regards to reflection. So I'm definitely going to be having a <clears throat> hint raising my score up. So on this film myself, but I do believe that was great. But in transitioning to that as well, uh, I want to go ahead into directing. Um, I, I'm a little in, in directing wise. I'm going to have to go a little higher in the rating in general, too, because I will say directing in the act, I will say the directing, let me backpedal, saved a little bit more for me, because I think, in my opinion, that they were in charge of the story pacing, if that makes sense to you guys. Um, I'll start with Kenji. What, what did you, in your opinion, directing, man, what did you think how that went to as well? Well, see, that one I have a hard time with. That's a hard one to discuss. That one's a hard one to determine because... The, just as he, just as important as the director is, as far as uh-huh. the pacing is concerned, it's also the editor that helps set the pace. Thousand percent. So, so, and because of that, like, and of course, and I think Patton Oswalt said, like, if most movies, most great blockbuster movies, if it's directed by a man, it's edited by a woman, which means a woman directed it, and um, and uh, basically because because of this whole thing. But I pers- I think the pacing was fantastic. I think as far as direction wise, like I don't, I don't know about pacing, but as far as what he. Joss was able to get out of his Joss Whedon was able to get out of the actors for this uh, for this role. I, I think he just did a fantastic job. Like he, it seemed like he made it a fun set to work on. Yeah. Like when you see the bloopers, I mean, you see the making of. It's like it's like you don't see really the drama that we end up finding out about Joss later on, later down the road. Literal. But like, but as far as like what we see for what was being made for that time, it seems like it was a really fun set to be on. And honestly, like, like, I think that's what's ultimately what's important is that if you, in, if you make your set an enjoyable place to work, you'll get the best performance from your people. And I feel like that's what he ended up doing. I feel like the, like the, set, was, the set was a great place, so therefore the performances were great. And honestly, like, I think that's what a director really has to do is to make sure that everyone's happy. Like your performance or you're, you're getting a performance while making sure that everyone's happy in a weird way. Hundred percent, like the 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 vibe or energy on set per se, right? Yeah, because like you you set the tone. You're at the you're at the tippy top. You're setting the tone for the entire day. If you show up to set with the, sh- I've been on sets where like a director shows up and he's in a bad mood. Everyone's in a bad mood. So like I feel like he really helped make it a good place to work for the time. Right on, right on, Jordan. You have an opinion on a director, my friend? Well, yes, but um, I think I think oh. I think overall, I think I think for me, the way that this film was directed and the way that it was edited um, was it made sense, right? Like a lot of I think there's some Marvel movies um, that you can you know point out that you're like I, I I don't know if that if that flowed correctly, and I don't know if that made sense to people. But I feel like with the Avengers, if you watch it and if you have it, like I said, if you haven't seen any of the other ones, it would make sense. And it would it would flow in, in a way where it was like, I get it. it. I get it. These people have struggles. These people have problems. But at the same time, 
they all got to come together and like you know to to address like the sort of the contention between all of them right because yeah that's you know is addressed you know because because Ooh. of what has happened in their past um i feel like it made sense in a way you know and i'm gonna put aside you know because i'm a huge firefly fan or you know i'm a huge all of that fan and then yeah. i watched the nevers and i had questions i had really big ethical issues about watching the nevers on hbo right like i i don't know if you saw but like i put out like i was like i don't i don't know if i should watch that and then it was the fact that like like kenji said there's all these other people that work on this like production that like need the credit that need the watches that need the views that i'm like cool you know what i'll watch it and i'll do it but i feel like with the avengers i feel like this it made sense do you know what I mean? And I feel like the directing was spot on. And Kenji's right. Like when you watch the bloopers, they all had fun. Like they yeah. all are friends to this day. They all say hi to each other. They all make fun of each other. They all go on shows and they all like, you know, give each other shit. And um, I feel like that's cultivated by the person that heads it, the person that is ultimately running the show. And so um, I feel yeah. like it was, it was a successful, you know, directorial yeah. movie. Excellent. And then, see, and, and I agree, the fact that you are not necessarily like stepping on eggshells, but the fact that, you know, coming in, we, we, we sometimes get stuck between what we believe of what's moral conflict to actually supporting, you know, the rest of people behind it. It's kind of the whole classic, you know, one bad apple ruins a bunch kind of concept. I hate that, that moral aspect, but sometimes we have to separate ourselves. Could we go into the concepts? We can talk about this in Harry Potter and that universe and the textual, you know, contextual rights and, and so forth as well. Um, it, it gets, it's intense too, in, in that regard too, as well. But uh, producer Steph um, wanted to point in just on your point, Jordan, making the, fa- the fact, and, and yours, Kenji, because you guys were talking about the amount of love that was shown on set. And, and I guess that makes a great, excellent point. The fact that the director might not necessarily always be in charge of that, but it, just the cast in general, uh, the crew in general, the fact that if the energy of everybody on that set could be fa- that fantastic, maybe one bad person, even if it was the director, I don't know what the story is per se in that specific case, but you know, maybe that continuous energy was the reason for it too as well. Um, let's see here, uh, going to the comment section real quick here, cause I think I missed a couple. Let's see here, I'm sorry guys. Um, let's see here. So uh, Q also, cause I, I know I mentioned, uh, I, I missed a comment here, but uh, Q mentioned earlier, Ruffalo is always will be the Bruce slash Hulk here. Uh, he also mentioned Bale was okay, Norton was meh, but Ruffalo made it uh, made it better. Um, let's see here. He also mentions what got me was Downey wearing a black Sabbath shirt from the Never Say Die tour. <laughs> yes. Very cool. Very cool. That was, that was a nice little touch for sure. Yeah. I know, right? Also, uh, the scene between Stark and Loki was really tense and the exchange was fire. Um, Boba says, uh, Boba's bets back. She says, party, party, parrot back. And then let's see here. Uh, producer Steph once again mentions that when the cast get matching tattoos, it really means they made wonderful memories. I, I totally agree agree in that regard too as well. I mean, honestly, if we're going to talk about like the energy was so positive, I do believe the energy reflects a lot into the acting and, and the casting. Um, you know, Q mentioned the fact that the scene that's between um, between Stark and uh, and Loki itself was like ridiculously intense. Uh, even the goofy scene between Loki and, and the Hulk, uh, uh, Bruce Banner. Uh, also, like I said, you have a real uh, um, a moment between uh, coming to Samuel L. Jackson uh, and going into Jeremy Renner, the Hulk, the Hulk as well. There were so many great interactions. 
Um, but I would have to ask this because I believe this started the gray line between the group and the vendors. Um, I have to ask you two, and I am going to go ahead and start with you, Jordan, on this one here. Um, and I'm going to have to ask this from respect, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll chime in after both of you guys here. You see that huge tension between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, Captain America. So you got Captain America and Iron Man. Right there, in my opinion, that gray line of the two sides of the Avengers was formed. I, I believe that at that moment, it was discussed. I believe people have their own reasonings what side they have to be on. But I have to ask you guys, if you saw it, and if you could tell by that time being, and, and you, not, you can allow now, let's say, past or previous or future decisions determine what side you're on. I have to ask you guys, uh, Jordan, with you first, my friend. Uh, were you team Captain America or team Iron Man at that moment? And given that, I understand that it's clear lines later in the future, but what, what, uh, what side were you on? Who are you feeling most? <laughs> so by hotness, team <laughs> Captain America. Okay, Theory, okay, fair enough. Fair bottom enough. line, cut and dry. But by morals and ethics, I was team Cap in Civil War. It's team Cap. Only because Wanda was also on team Cap and Wanda was my favorite. Um, but I was, I was for sure team Cap because I was not willing to sign that shit. Like if I, if I was an Avengers, if I was, if I was doing that, no, yeah. I don't want to sign my, I, no, I, I don't want you telling me what I need to do or when yeah. I needed. Because yeah. what if there's a threat that you, that the government deems is not a threat. And I'm like, oh no, you're going to fuck yourself over. And then I'm like, I, I can't do anything about it because I could potentially get killed by another Avenger, right? Who's more yeah. powerful, right? So I was 100% Team Cap. All right, right on. Okay, okay. Uh, Kenji, how about yourself? Oh, a Team Iron Man, a Team Captain America. And, you can go, and reasonings go right ahead, my friend. Here's the thing. I end up being Team Thor and Hulk, where I'm like not there. And I'm, just, <laughs> uh -huh. I'm, I'm off planet. Because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, this is, a, this is an extremely, like, first of all, the scene between, when I, was, when, we, when I first saw the Avengers movie and I saw that interaction happening between uh, Captain America and, and uh, Tony, I was just was like, oh my, I already was like, I was already in my seat going, oh, Civil War, Civil War. But of course, in the back of my head was going, where are the X-Men? Nah, they're probably not going to have them, but oh my God. But, uh, but like, I was, it's really weird because it is such a weird moral ambiguity like it, there's so there's such a gray area that's going about it because it's like yes i am all about like i understand Ca Ca captain america's thing about yes but you like when he talks about like yes tony but you chose to do that if we sign this piece of people we paper we give up our right to choose but i also understand accountability like that's a huge thing because like there are multiple like freaking superman's a great example like he literally broke kansas you know <laughs> like yeah. like and yeah. then these and, and when you think about stuff like that it's like and even with the incredibles the movie the incredibles brings it up too the the yeah. the, the, the accountability of the super of the actions of superheroes and i kind of get that because as much as we like to be like oh wow they're great saving power, the world great responsibility <laughs> exactly so because of that like i'm like in such a weird moral gray area where i just want to be like uh i'm an alien i don't, I don't this doesn't apply to me but <laughs> so like, like that's how i feel about it because like honestly i feel like every both sides bring valid points and i unfortunately i'm in that 
I'm also what's known. I'm a Libra. Okay. I see both sides. I'm not going to pick a side. Wow. Here's what's funny. I'm an Aquarian sun sign, but both my, both my moon and my rising are Libra. So I'm also that way too. But my thing is this, is it's like, oh my God, we're getting, oh my God, we're getting into like ethics and I love this shit. (laughs) Humans, humans have, humans, us, right? Like non-metaphysical humans, we do have ways to hold people accountable, but that system is corrupt. So then who's to say that the systems that we put in place for these people is going to be equal or equitable to holding these people that are metahumans, right, that have these superpowers that could kill us in any minute, would hold themselves in place, right? Like, if our systems are corrupt. See, we need both of you guys here for the future conversation we're going to be having about Watchmen. So just go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so both yes. of you guys already talked in there. I There's love Steph, Watchmen. She's in chicken. Hopefully it comes up and hopefully it's Because that was my thing. And it was... And I know it's like such a like a, a like a huge thing to take away from like Civil War and like the Avengers, but I'm like, it, it, you can't sign on to something that's already corrupt. Like you cannot sign your name to a system that is going to hold you accountable. But then accountability is corrupt, right? Like especially within humans and the way that we like live in the system. So that's why I was like, oh no, nah, bro. Like that, these, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that makes sense. See, that drives me nuts a little bit because I do, I have to backpedal slightly because I do said that, you know, technically Avengers was the first thing I saw on screen and it technically was. Uh, But my actual, I would say, foundation was X Men and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. And now I think about it, um, I know both you are very familiar with X Men because the references you've got, you have made to this. And in, in my eyes, X Men did an excellent job of showing the fact that even if you had differences, it wasn't right to keep track of people with these differences. And you should have, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where just because a, a new form of development made its, you know, made its way naturally into society, society, we shouldn't like be afraid of it, embrace it, figure out how to, you know, figure out how to go in life. And so on that note that I had, when I saw Captain America and Iron Man, you know, at that, and it's crazy because it's one of those things where we say that's a morally gray line. But in my opinion, it's something that's so damn blurry, it's clear. Like, it, it's, it's one of those things where it is so unclear that it's obviously a problem, but it's not the fact that we can't see what's going on. It's the fact that we're trying to go ahead and make sure that, uh, I guess, the whole living by a whole concept of, like, as long as you don't kill anybody, <laughs> as long as you don't interfere with what their expression is, I'm happy in a sense. And I hate saying it like that because that almost, once again, gets it clear and concise. But... I guess ultimately what I meant to say is the fact that I was very, very, very uh, confused because when this movie came out initially in 2012, um, I was actually very pro Iron Man and what was going on at the time being, because I believed that he was trying to make sacrifices to help the better good. But at that time, my mind was set into my own personal bubble and my own personal life. So I believe what was going around at me at the time being was happening everywhere in life. So later on, now that I think about like, you know, recent events, especially in the past five years, especially, especially in the past five years, um, I switched over to to Team Captain America. And the funny thing is, is that I I don't I think a lot of people don't realize the irony of people that that support Captain America nowadays, 
because of the fact they're like, you know, he's Captain America. He fights for America. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you guys need to actually watch the Avengers and what he did. And you're taking these quotes that he does and, you know, out there, like there's a famous quote that I love to use quite often. And I can't, I, I have to get more to find other than he's talking about standing by the river of truth and saying the fact that even if what you are saying is not accepted by the majority, still staying strong. And people try to use this dang thing in regards to being oh be woke and culture and reality i'm like nah it's just telling you to be a freaking human being dumbass <laughs> it's like if something society looks like it's shunning an individual and they're being hurt help them out <laughs> so that's that's what it is you know so it, yeah. it's it, you, you know in a sense it's crazy because don't get me wrong i, I don't uh, once again I, I do not want to go uh you know side off with this but uh too much off of this but yeah like i said i've, I've changed my in a sense like don't get me wrong um, it, I, I just kind of, as I developed over the years, I thought it would be, you know, cause I, Captain America is one of my favorites. I uh, trans- transitioned over to really embracing the winter soldier as a character that of course he makes appearance later. Um, so, you know, all these things that, you know, I was surprised of who I related with at the time being, you know, Tony Stark and, you know, Iron Man and just, you know, okay, cool. He's making the bigger sacrifices and he has all this money trying to help people out. You know, this is what's going on. Please just, if he thinks it's good, everybody, you know, and, and the fact that you know, it's just one of those things, but I definitely have to say I was a team. Uh, now I say team, team, uh, Captain America. Um, but on that note here, I want to check out something, see if I missed something here. Now, in regards to popcorn buckets and what we discussed so far, um, uh, Kenji, would you still hold this film in your opinion, three out of five? And would you raise it or lower it? And if so, what is your reasoning? Um, I'm going to keep it at, a three out of five popcorn buckets. Uh, and that's for my current mindset looking at it. And that's because I feel like we've, at the time when we saw it, we thought this was like, I mean, besides Dark Knight and uh, uh, Batman Begins, like, I mean, other than the Nolan movies, we really didn't have like really good superhero movies. I mean, we had, uh, up until that point, we've had all the A-list characters were given off to other studios. So essentially we had a movie full of technically speaking B-list characters and we did a fantastic job with presenting this amazing storyline. But with that said though, we also now, and today now we see the amazing writing that is capable, that, that that the studios are capable of now. Like, I mean, like the Loki series had an amazing insight on uh, self-love and also, you know, uh, what is it, uh, narcissism. And it's like, which is, which is amazing. I did not expect that to be a deep dive into narcissism, which is fantastic. You got Moon Knight, which talks about uh, uh, disassociative and multiple personality disorders, which is phenomenal. Um, like you've got so many, like just amazingly meaningful stories being written now. And it's where you don't just have something on the screen just for the sake of wham, bam, boom, flash big explosions you've actually yeah. got something really deep for deep and meaningful now so which is that's the only because like here's the thing i'm not going to discredit it for what it was able what it's brought but with that being said i see that it's not the best thing that i thought it was at the time so i'm bringing it down to three and a five copy gotcha no, 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 gotcha copy copy all right jordan yourself i know you're also a fellow three out of five because we uh, across the board were uh, all in a similar mindset uh, would you go ahead and rate it above or lower than your score that you said earlier? And if so, why? So I would keep it at a three. I wanted to originally give it a two because I was like, uh, like, I don't know if it's like the greatest movie I've seen, but also, you know, it's got some work to do. But I think, you know, giving it a three justifies 
my sort of love for these movies and the reason why like during quarantine I was like let me just binge the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe right and like yeah I did it and I did it and because we had fucking time <laughs> and I did it and um watching the Avengers I think started my love for all of these movies and especially for these cast members right because you like you fall in love with them you get invested in it and then you like watch something like Endgame right and you're like no, it can't be the end. And then you're like, oh, Marvel's got like more. And you're like, okay, cool. Like, great. We get to see more of that. We get to see all of that um, later on. And so I would still keep it at a three. It's not the greatest movie. Like I would have maybe said, but it's also not the worst movie I've ever seen. And I feel like because, you know, while the X-Men weren't originally like in any of the, you know, the Infinity Stone like Chronicles and like all that stuff, which originally it was in, I feel like the Avengers leading up to all of that, this movie specifically set the tone for me to enjoy the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, yeah, very cool. Right on. Very well said. Well said. Um, I will have to be a, a slightly little different. Um, I will say that the acting saved it for me a little bit uh, in regards to moving the rating, my previous rating, three, three out of five popcorn bites to a four out of five popcorn bites. Um, honestly, because there's points that you guys have made repeatedly that actually help benefit my decision to go up and mainly because of what didn't exist. All we knew at the time being was Blade set the tone. And the fact that Blade, when it came out, people are like, oh, my God, this is actually a Marvel movie. And in fact, if we're going to go technically historical, it actually made enough money to get Marvel out of debt and put it where it needed to be. Um, mm. So at that time, with lack of history, I will say I'll put it back to four to five. Not only that, we're looking at the relationship between characters going back and forth, the storyline developing. And honestly, and once again, I have to blame you on this one, Kenji, because um you know mentioning the fact that there's also editing involved and looking up you know going into the concepts of it and there's a whole you know cast beyond that and, and it goes into it so i would say that even though because i i almost had a slight brain fart i i totally forgot whedon was the one here given the fact that we were talking about firefly and, you know previous and earlier um and what was going on and previous what's connection with him but once again uh, i'm gonna blame you jordan on this one you know just for the love people show on set the pictures they take the things what they do it, 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 that has a big, big effect on the set. And even if there's one, like I said, I mentioned this before, even if there's one bad apple that can pass, you know, basically have the opportunity to ruin the bunch. As long as you kind of, you know, take that thing to the side there and kind of keep away from the majority and keep things, you know, positive and flowing, it, and you can get a good result. And it seems like we got a good positive result in that regard. Um, but we are getting close to the end of the show. So I want to go ahead and reach out to a couple things here for you guys. So just before we go out into the lovely outro, uh, Jordan, where could we reach you on the socials, my friend? Where can we uh, find folks here on our show, find you when you're not here? <laughs> uh, well, um, I've done a bunch of these non-watch reviews. Um, you can see me on here on Non-Pop Network. I love it. I support it. I'm all over it. Uh, on Instagram, I'm City of Stars 13 um, because I live in Los Angeles and it's City of Stars. Um, and now that I'm... I just got that. Out, I like that. I know, right? That's yeah, why I, I did it. it. People are like, oh, it's because you live here. And I'm like, no, no, it's because I live in Los Angeles. That's what I do. Um, and I, now that I just got done with my, uh, uh, well, soon to be done with my master's on Monday, um, I will be doing some awesome and amazing nerd stuff. I want to do a podcast. I want to start some 
wonderful stuff and help stuff on this wonderful channel. So you'll probably see more of me um, in the uh, in the nerd area of life. So that's where. Nice. Spoiling us with Jordan. I'm down with that, sir. Down with that. Kenji, you are also another person we love having on the show, my friend. Where can we actually find you on the socials? Uh, before I get to mine, let me just say, Jordan, congratulations on finishing up your master's. Like, that is not an easy oh my thing God, to do. Yes. Yeah. So congratulations on like- Did I just like go over that? Like, master's. oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, congratulations, on, <laughs> congratulations on your master's. Um, Fantastic. Uh, so me, so no, now back to me, back to me, camera back to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, I w- you can find Wait, me on Instagram. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at uh, Kenjinator, uh, which is like the Terminator, but Kenjinator. You can find me on Twitch at the Kenjinator, and on Sundays I am I do a D and D podcast with my father, where we do a campaign together. He's the DM, uh, and I basically play the Witcher. And uh, you can find what? us on KD in LA. You know, so, so yeah, that's every Sunday at three PM. Uh, so, and just, and you're wondering how am I playing a witcher, Jordan? I basically, I'm playing an eldritch knight, which is essentially a witcher. He's basically a warlock. <laughs> did I not know this? How did I not know this? <laughs> Geralt of Very... is like my like husband, period, bottom line. How did I not know this? Okay, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh... <laughs> no, you're good. No, I mean, no it's all good. We're discovering so, fun things. Like, subscribe, comment period <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent great. well guys you can find me at i a m c o w i e i am cowie on instagram or facebook that would be an acting account where i post shenanigan daily videos you name it hey hollywood cast me <laughs> shameless plug anyway that being cast said all of us <laughs> <laughs> cast everybody yes exactly 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 i had a little selfish moment there <laughs> so reduce yourself says her too please her too um so Along with that here, let's go into you. Please do not forget to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, as well here on Twitch. All our platforms are going to be at Nom Talk Network. Uh, thank you again, producer Steph. You are amazing. You're fantastic. You are the woman, the myth, the legend. You know it. We love you. Um, along with that, please tune into our next show, which is going to be Tuesday the 10th, where we're going to have the host Jordan here and also <coughs> Kenji, uh, along with Jefferson, talk about... A lovely, lovely thing here that we like to call uh, the Doctor Strange in the Doctor Strange universe. So we'll go ahead and uh, get to that. That's super, super exciting. Once again, guys, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you always sending us love. Remember, have a fantastic night. Love, peace, chicken grease. Never grow up, never surrender.